Welcome to the Money Buddy Podcast. If you want to reach your full potential in life and finances, your search is over. Filling your head with knowledge and your pockets with money. This is the Money Buddy Podcast. Now, introducing your host, Buddy Miller. Hey, everybody. So, little news flash for you. The lie of investing is that there's all these fund managers and people you can put your money with and they're going to do so well for you. They're going to make you way more money than you could on your own. Turns out a study was released that index funds outperform 99% of investors. So unless you can find, and this is over several years, right? If you can find that one investor out of 100 that's going to beat index funds, go for it. But I'm telling you now, that person is going to be very hard to find. And more often than not, index funds are going to outperform individual investors. And if one out of 100 professionals can do it, uh, what makes you think you can? I mean, you might have a good stock pick every once in a while. It can happen. You know, I dabble with individual stocks and try to pick some winners, but here to tell you now, index funds are the way to go. And I'm going to give you a little cheat sheet today about index funds and which ones are very cheap and what parts of the market they follow. So if there's if you know if there's somewhere you want to put your money today where you don't have to touch it until you retire, maybe take a look at it every six months or so, make sure it's on track and nothing's changed. But essentially, you should be able to put your money into these stocks and never touch them. Okay, some things to consider. There's a lot of different types of companies in the stock market. You know, usually these index funds are separated by, you know, company size, small cap, mid cap, large cap. Um, and that's, that's all that is. Size of the company, where they are today. Are they small cap, mid cap, large cap? Cap stands for capital. Okay. Two, location. Are these companies in the U.S.? Are they in the emerging markets? Are they in Europe? Are they in China? Are they in India? Where are they located? Three is business type. Is it a tech, industrial, um, internet, financial, etc.? Okay. Every every type of company you can think of. There may be index funds that are specific to those industries. Healthcare is another one. Currencies, bonds, treasuries, crypto. Okay, that's just an overview of types of different index funds. Now, what we're going to go over is I'm going to give you five funds that you can get into um, to put your money and leave it there. Okay, the first one is a Vanguard and it's VFIAX. And I'll put all these funds in my description. But Vanguard VFIAX, and that follows the S&P 500. And S&P 500 is the largest 500 companies in the U.S. Really, some people consider it an S&P 10 because a majority of the value is in those top 10 stocks. You know, your Amazons, Apples, Facebooks, Googles, Teslas. Um, but it follows the S&P. The S&P 500 is kind of the... Holy grail. Well, I shouldn't say holy grail, but it's it's the baseline for investing where you look at your investments for the year. You say, how did I compare to the S&P? And people are trying to match or beat the S&P. 
So this is an easy way to match the S&P every year because this fund follows exactly, to the best of their ability, the S&P 500. And this fund has done 13.95% over the last 10 years on average. So a lot of times you go to an investor and you say, well, I wanna invest my money and I wanna make an average of 10% a year. And they'll say, ah, yeah, 10%, that's not very likely. I mean, every once in a while you can get it, which, and that's what my, that's what my advisor said to me. He said, well, I don't know, 10%, that's maybe doable, but maybe look at eight. Um, <clears throat> remember, these people are taking 2%, oftentimes 2%. Sometimes you can get someone for one, maybe less, but your portfolio has got to be pretty large if they're uh, charging you less than 1% to manage it. Okay, so for this fund though, you do have a, you need a $3,000 minimum investment, but it only has a 0.04 expense ratio. That might as well be zero, guys. So you can put that in there yourself without using an advisor, and instead of paying 2% for an advisor to put it in there, you're, you're paying 0.04 of, of a percent. The next stock to look at or index fund to look at is called VTSAX. And this is the entire, this is also a Vanguard, Vanguard index fund, but it's the entire US stock market. Okay, so that's 3,300 or so stocks. It's a very safe play. You really could put 100% of your investment here. If you think the, the market's gonna go up every single year, maybe a, a dip every once in a while, this is a good place to be, okay? Very conservative. Like I said, if you look at the history of the stock market, it tends to go up. Uh, this also has a $3,000 minimum with a 0 0.04 expense ratio. Okay, another place to look is VTI, which is also a Vanguard, and that's a 0 0.03 expense ratio. L probably less managed, but it's also a total market fund from Vanguard, and there's no minimum, so you don't need $3,000 to get into there. So remember VTI, that's a good one. If, if you're not a fan of Vanguard, or you wanna try someone different, there's also Charles Schaub as an SWPPX, which follows the S&P 500, or SWTSX, which is a total market. It's got a little less of a management fee, 0.02% um, for the SWPPX, 0.03 for SWTSX total market and their return is about 13% over the last 10 years as well. So pick your poison there. Um, either one can be very good. So number four, we'd be looking at Fidelity. And basically I'm, I'm looking at different index funds that are the same, these S&P and total market. Uh, Fidelity has an S&P with a 0.015 expense with no minimum, and it's FXAIX. And uh, another one to consider from Fidelity is FZILX, and that's an international fund with, I wanna say it's a 0% or as close to zero as you can get without being zero. And that's an international fund. So that's everywhere that's not the United States. And you know it's easy to put all of your money into US stocks because they've always done relatively well. And you know the US is pretty stable, but there are a lot of businesses out there or a lot of markets out there other than the United States. So it is good to have a allocation into international stocks. And, you know, I would say anything from 15 to 25% is good to have in international. It just diversifies you. It keeps you a little safer, um, but also you don't miss out on any international gains, especially emerging markets like China and India. We got to keep an eye on those because they are on the up and up and they're going to compete to us well into the future here. Five is fidelity. 
and that also has a 0% expense. And their total market fund is FZROX, and their S&P index is FNILX. Okay, so they're trying to compete with Vanguard. They're coming in, they're saying, we have zero expense. I project that to probably change in the future, but as of right now, Fidelity, these two funds, if you want a zero expense ratio, they're doing about 13% a year, just like the other ones. They're a good one to get into. Vanguard's got more clout. They've been along, around longer. They're more trusted. But Fidelity, also a great option. If we back up to the Vanguard S&P, I gave you the, the one with the $3,000 minimum, but there's also a, a non-minimum uh, that I just remembered. It's called VOO. Um, and I actually have some money in here. This is a 0.03 expense ratio. There's no minimum, um, and it follows the S&P 500. So great place to put your money um, if you want consistent returns um, and a, you know, not entirely safe, but a lot safer than individual stocks. Another fund to consider is called QQQ. Uh, it's averaged 20% a year over the last 10 years. Okay, this fund is, and you can look, you can look at the portfolio for any of these index funds mutual funds, but this QQQ is 45% tech, 20% communication. So it's hitting those big ones like the Apples and the Teslas and the Googles and what have you, but it's also getting some lesser known techs. So if you know another one were to take off, you'd be in it if you're in QQQ. Also, what I tell some people is like, if you really like Apple and you really like Tesla and you really like Microsoft, what have you, Facebook, Get into some of these tech funds that have all of them. So you're not putting all your eggs into Apple. Meanwhile, their competitor, Microsoft, has a bigger year. You can hit them both if you're in QQQ. Obviously, more risk in being an individual could have more gain. But you know, in a, in a, in a fund like QQQ, you're not going to miss out if, if the other one does better than the one you picked. The last ones I want to go over, I really do believe... Disclaimer, results may vary, but I've had some money in the ARC funds by Kathy Wood. If you are familiar with Kathy Wood, she has made a lot of good calls on emerging industries. She hit, she hit Tesla early. You know, she was one of those people that said it was going to go to where it is today, 800 with a 5 to 1 split. She got that right. Um, and she doesn't think Tesla's done. She thinks... It is going to go 4x in the next five years. And she only picks stocks that she thinks are going to do 15% or better. Get this. Since her first fund, I believe it was her first fund, it's an innovative fund that just picks innovation stocks. ARKK has done 36% a year since its inception. That's crazy. And Kathy believes that her picks are gonna double your money every five years. And what she's done, I mean, she's at like doubling your money every two and a half. So t check out ARK, A-R-K-K. There's some other funds she has as well. And she, I know she's adding a space fund that's just space technology, but I'm, I'm not sure what that ticker is, if it even exists yet. Uh, but another one to look at, another one to look at is A-R-K-W, and that's Next Gen Internet. Only next-gen internet. I think she also is in a Bitcoin trust in there, but that's doing very well. Then there's an ARKF, which is just financial tech. And then ARKQ, which is automation and robotics. 
So what she's looking at is she wants to get these fields that are going to disrupt the industry completely. And when one or any of these break out, there's going to be a black hole, which is going to suck away from a lot of other industries because this new technology is going to take over essentially. And these big companies today, if they don't innovate along with these smaller companies that are up and coming, you know, they could fail as well or have a lot less market share than they do today. So I think, I think it's good to have some money in these ARC funds or something similar where you are able to pick up on these emerging technologies because they, they come quick and, you know, before you know it, they're on top. I mean, take a look at Tesla. Where were they 10 years ago? Almost bankrupt. And I actually, I do have a friend that works for Tesla and I have some, ins- I don't want to say insider information. It's a bad thing to say, you know, talking stocks. He doesn't have that kind of information, but um, he did tell me that, you know, around two- 2010, Tesla was, and I think since then a couple times, they were on the edge of bankruptcy and they just pushed through and they, you know, they're developing technology. It's a big risk, but you, you know, you get there and you don't want to miss out on these, on these 10 X growths or more, right? So get in with Kathy Wood. She's a, she's a smart investor of the future. Another one to have some money in just because it's got such a long track record of consistency is Warren Buffett's Berkshire. And you might be saying, whoa, buddy, isn't Berkshire Hathaway like over $300,000 a share? Well, actually, there is a, that's Berkshire A, there's also a Berkshire B um, that's trading, uh, I want to say around $230 a share, but that's a good one to be in because essentially you're in a lot of those Berkshire A companies. It might be exactly the same, but less price. Okay, so if you want a piece of Berkshire Hathaway, look for Berkshire B. And you actually are still, um, you know, part of the the Berkshire family. You get a vote. Um, I just had to vote on some questions that they sent out here last week. And yeah, it's, it's essentially the same thing on a smaller scale. Check out that Berkshire B. I, I want to add one more stock. Call it, call it a, another bonus. I know I said bonus for the last couple, but there's a fund also through Vanguard called VIG. And what that is, is all good companies, right? But they're dividend appreciation companies. So they're going to pay you a dividend quarterly. Basically, you can drip that money back into the fund, make more money. So you compound it. So I I do like to have some money into uh, dividend appreciation stocks. And VIG is one I would highly recommend. Dividends are good because even if the market's down, you're getting some money. And it's paying you. You don't have to sell your stock. It's just going to go right into your account or it's going to convert right back into more shares if you choose to do it that way. So uh, VIG is a good one to look at. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening today. We went over Vanguard, some Charles Schwab, some Fidelity stocks, a few bonuses, QQQ, a lot of the ARC stocks that are out there today. And um, this last one, this dividend stock by Vanguard VGI, um, or VIG, sorry. Get out there, diversify yourself, have a good variety. I think I'll do a podcast here in the future. Um, I'll just give you my portfolio. I don't care. 
and again, like I always say, results may vary, but I want you guys to succeed with me. And I have a pretty aggressive portfolio as it sits today. Um, a lot of that's those those arcs. Hopefully they keep doing 36% a year. I tend to believe Kathy Wood. She's got clout. She's proven herself. But yeah, we'll come on again and I'll give you all my funds. And uh, keep coming back for more because those are, those are changing um, as the market changes. And I have a lot more information to give you guys. Last episode was about real estate investing. Check that out, 12 Steps to Real Estate. Currently, I'm finishing up, I've read a couple times, Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Um, I'd like to do an episode on that too. Um, good information that maybe I can give to you in you know 30 minutes or less. An entire book that's got priceless knowledge. So have a good week, guys. This is the Money Buddy Podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you enjoyed listening, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. To submit questions to the show, visit us at moneybuddypodcast.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.